Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Rachel Stavis with us. Rachel, of course, has written a book called Sister of Darkness. She's written many other things, too. We'll talk about that in a moment. She is an exorcist. She's been able to visibly see spiritual entities since she was a child. Eight years ago, she began helping unwitting hosts to shed various attachments and possessions through a form of energetic exorcism. And again, like I mentioned, she's written several novels, one stage play, more than 25 short stories, including the acclaimed horror piece, Playthings. You're almost like Edgar Allan Poe, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I am obsessed with exorcisms, I especially the Catholic Church, and I think they have like 120 exorcists on staff. Is that true? I think so. I mean, you know, back in the day, we didn't even talk about exorcism as a real thing, and oftentimes the Church would say, no, we don't actually do that. Uh, But I think it's actually becoming more popular now, if that's a, that might be a weird thing to say, but um, more outed (laughs) might be better. Um, We're (laughs) definitely talking about it more now. Why, why, Why are we doing that? Why are we not afraid of this? Well, I think to a certain degree we still are, um, but I think at this point in time, with everything that's going on in the world, people are becoming more conscious and aware. And, you know, with such a tumultuous time that we've got going on, we start asking ourselves, you know, what is the meaning of everything? What's out there? What, you know, how powerful are we as human beings? What change can we make in the world? All of those things, I think, believe it or not, at least in the way that I do it, are related to exorcism. Tell me how you got involved in this, Rachel. (laughs) Well, uh, as you were saying, you know, when I was a child, I was the kid, just like all kids, uh, who was saying, you know, there's a monster in my closet, there's a monster under the bed, except that when people checked to make sure there wasn't, you know, for me it never went away. And so for many, many years I pretended I didn't have the ability to see these weird things. Uh, Obviously, look like monsters to me, and there's many, many different types of entities. Um, So, you know, in trying to be the same as everyone else, I just stopped talking about it. I stopped saying that I saw it. And I tried to tune it out as much as possible. And when I became an adult, I had a a series of events, including a small car accident, uh, wasn't that traumatic, but just, you know, a series of things that kind of blew the site back open to the point where I couldn't tune it out as well. And so when that happened, it was like, you know, the, the options were go completely crazy or figure out what to do with this. You took the better option, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to think, <laughs> right? So it sort of evolved from there, you know, opening myself up to spirit, sitting down and saying, okay. You know, if I'm to have this ability, then what the hell is it? Um, And what do I do with it? And I started uh, working on people that I knew first because I wanted to make sure that I I was doing everything right. And 
lucky for me, uh, I've always had a success rate, thank goodness, but I, I definitely had some problems in the beginning, like not knowing how to set the candles up and then kicking them over and starting fires, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, So you, <laughs> but you don't have to be a priest then to perform an exorcism. Well, you know, not necessarily. So, obviously, I'm, I'm not affiliated with any kind of religion, though I do work on many people from all types of religion, and I do work with what I call high beings, which are, you know, uh, to me, it's, it's all entity, um, which we can get into energetically, but the, the high beings, you know, what people call uh, spirit guides, master teachers, angels, what people call God, you know, all are beings that give to us, all high-frequency, high-energy beings. So I do work with them, actually, when I, when I work on people and, and perform exorcisms, but my authority really uh, comes from spirit, which to me is a, a much larger thing than, than religion, if that makes sense. Okay, and you brought up energetic exorcisms. Just exactly what is that? Okay, so really the truth is that all exorcism is energetic exorcism, but for me, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, but... I believe that what I do is somewhere where science and mythology, if you will, kind of meet. And so, you know, we all emit energy, everything, right? Everything emits an energy. And we have what I call a baseline frequency that we emit on a daily basis. So every thought, every word, every action that we have, it's energy. Wherever we are, you know, whether that's uh, happy, sad, somewhere in between, you know, that's our baseline. So throughout the day, every day, we're kind of around the same space unless something major happens to us. When we have a trauma, that baseline energy, it takes a hit. And now we're in this low-frequency place. And the truth about attachment and possession is that is how entities Right? So there are many different types of entities. They're all looking for different energetic signatures. They're looking for a match that they can feed from. So the lower our frequency, the easier it is for attachment. The higher our frequency, the less likely for attachment. So people do have this capability of fighting off being possessed. I mean, I don't think I've ever been possessed, and I don't know many people who have. So the, is, it, is it fair to say the person who gets possessed is a weaker spiritual person? Not necessarily. It just might be that someone has experienced a trauma that they haven't been able to remove from the body. So, you know, when we have traumatic events, and we all, we all interpret trauma differently, right? When we have a traumatic event, in our society, in our culture, what we do is we stuff it down. You know, we're right. taught to kind of suck it up and keep moving because we are, number one, a fear-based society. That's for sure we are. Everything is scary. We teach children that right away. And then on top of that, you know, we are a go, go, go society that doesn't really take a look at our spiritual beings. We don't even acknowledge it. We really don't, you know, do anything about it. So we don't learn how to manage trauma. We don't learn how to release energy that, you know, is draining. So we stuff it down, you know, sometimes we medicate it, sometimes we self-medicate it, sometimes we do all kinds of things but it's still there. So you might have, you know, spiritually speaking, you might have a very strong faith or a very strong religion or whatever that is, but, you know, if you've had a lot of traumatic events and you haven't been able to release those, that's kind of where the attachment comes. And it's a lot more common than people think. You know, the Church always has said it's exceptionally rare for people to be possessed or have attachment. 
it's actually quite common for people to be possessed or have attachment. It's just what kind of entity. So there are entities that are exceptionally malignant. Those are the darkest of the dark, you yeah. know, the, what I call movie-style entities. Yeah, the, the Linda Blair type, right? <laughs> right, exactly, and those are rare. Uh, but people get attachments from small things all the time without even knowing they have it, and they do tend to release it sometimes without knowing they've released it or had it as well by changing that energy. I uh, spent a lot of time, Rachel, in St. Louis, and that is where one of the two priests who performed the actual exorcism on the little boy lived, and he has since died. I never had that opportunity to interview him. I really wanted to. But apparently those priests during that exorcism went through some horrendous things. I'm sure. I'm sure. And depending on the type of entity, you know, it can be... As, as you know from, from all the things we've seen, right, that it can be very dangerous. It can be really dark. Uh, it can be a brutal many, many hours, many days kind of thing. That is a rare type of possession. Not rare enough that it doesn't happen, but rare enough that most people think that's in movies only. <laughs> right? Absolutely. You perform generally your exorcisms during the day. Why is that? Yes. Okay, so... It isn't for any kind of uh, major spiritual reason. It's because of the energy needed. So for me, you know, to be able to, to perform an exorcism, I myself have to be at very high frequency. Why? Because my energy cannot be touched by what's going on in the room. I need to be able to be uh, confident and conscious and aware so that I can do the job. And if it's too late or the middle of the night or something like that, or, or in those cases, you know, where you've been working for hours and hours or days and days, that's when that energy starts to go down. So I prefer to do it during the day when, you know, you, you've worked, worked yourself up into that high-frequency space and, you know, you're not tired, not exhausted, not drained. And oftentimes what I'll do, as crazy as this might sound, is, you know, I will do more than one in a day, provided that we're talking about normal range entities. Really? That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> if it's normal range entities, uh, not movie-style entities, let's say, you know, just the, the normal, the smaller things that people carry quite often, which we can talk about, but if, if it's something like that that's going on, I can see sometimes five clients a day because Jeez. it's actually easier for me to get that energy up once and keep it up rather than one client a day for five days, if that makes there sense. There are that many people who are possessed? Lots and lots and lots of people carry entity. Many people carry entity and don't even know. I, if I had to guess from the many, many people that I've seen and the experiences I've had, I would say probably 85% of the population has had an entity at one point or carries one now. Wow, that's huge. Astounding. Huge. <laughs> and kind of scary, and I don't mean to sound scary. <laughs> it is. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.